What's going on, guys? This is Rob Doster here. I want to let you know about our sponsors, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about them yet, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. I know because all of our 28 podcasts on the field of 68 and the field of 12 use Anchor by Spotify. It has the tools that will allow you to record and edit your pods right from your phone or your computer. You can distribute anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all those places that allow you to listen to podcasts for absolutely free. Anchor sends those pods directly to the feeds. And here's the best part about it. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm if you want to get started on your own podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Doster Deshaun Podcast. Just to let you know what you are going to be hearing in this episode, Deshaun and I were joined by Shaman Williams, the host of Carolina Conversation, also a part of the Field of 68 Media Network, to talk through North Carolina's loss to Georgia Tech on Wednesday night and Tennessee's emphatic win over Missouri. Uh, before we get into that conversation, before we get into all of that, I have to let you guys know about the official odds provider of the Field of 68 Media Network. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. While the holiday season may be winding down, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there is no shortage of action, and there is no better place to get in on all of this action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what? Are you waiting for to celebrate this year's college football playoffs? DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any semifinal team to win the championship at 100 to 1 odds. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any semifinal team to win the championship. And if your team wins, you cash $100. Well, we are all excited for football. Remember, the 2021 basketball season has also kicked off. Anyone listening to this podcast obviously knows that. So head to the app now to check out all of DraftKings Daily Odds Boost. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and they make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FIELD68 when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any semifinal team to win it all. That's code Field 6-8 for new players to get a shot at $100 on any semifinal this week. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Well, let's get into that conversation with Deshaun Butler and Shimon Williams. Here we go. What's going on, Deshaun? How you doing, man? Good, bro. Good, bro. I can't complain. All is well. All is you? well. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'll be a lot better uh, as soon as this game ends um, and this total <laughs> stays under 133. Uh, <laughs> unless something crazy happens, uh, I think we're going to get there. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So uh, what we're doing here is um, Deshaun and I host a podcast called Doster and Deshaun. Uh, we are going to be um, doing our, our Thursday podcast here. Hopefully, we're going to have Shaman Williams on in a little bit to talk with us about North Carolina and uh, and Georgia Tech and maybe a little bit of ACC hoops in general. Um, but right now, it's, it's the two of us, man. So, Deshaun, uh, first and foremost, I need you to give me the credit I deserve for letting everybody know 
that Tennessee is as good as they are? Well, I will give you the somewhat of the credit you deserve because most of the credit goes to Rick Barnes. But um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> nah, you definitely. Uh, how can I put this? You didn't oversell them, and you definitely didn't undersell them. Like they're a very, very good team. I, I texted you earlier and said, uh, once again, you were right. I didn't know how fundamentally sound this team was, and Rick Barnes. This is probably the best Rick Barnes team I've seen in a little bit. Yeah, I mean the the really impressive thing for them is just how well they guard. We got Shamal Williams here, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bring him in right now. Awesome. All right, Shamal. Yeah. Here he is, Shamal. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Yeah, what's going on? I'm doing- <laughs> you there? You there? You got yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I can't complain. I cannot complain. Uh, doing pretty good, man. Just uh, in the night for the hills, and and uh, you know, I just, I just not too long ago. So, uh, I mean, it's just uh, it's unfortunate, but I'm blessed. I can't complain. How how are you guys doing? I'm I'm good, man. I'm yeah. Good. Um, Still, just trying to get by day by day. My, uh, we finally this week got my my five year old. Um, his school opened back up, so we were able to get a little bit of normalcy here. But I'm surviving, man. Yeah, same here. Same just here. just locked in the house, enjoying our our family time. Right. Tons of basketball. <laughs> yeah. Tons, tons of ball, man. No doubt. No. All doubt. right, Shimon. Shimon, let's get into this North Carolina game, man. Because <laughs> All right. um, I, I think. So what happened for people who didn't see uh, North Carolina lost 72-67 at Georgia Tech. Um, it was, I believe, a 17-6 to run uh, to close the game for the Yellow Jackets. Uh, right. But I think that the first notable thing that I think we should talk about is probably the changes to the starting lineup. Uh, Roy Williams right. decided to bring uh, Caleb Love, Leaky Black, and Garrison Brooks. The latter two are seniors. Garrison was the preseason player of the year in the ACC, and Caleb Love is – uh, potential first round pick um, if he decides to go pro, and uh, Roy Williams brought them both off the bench today. So, what do you what do you make of that? Um, what uh, did you is it something you expected, and and you know why do you think Roy went that way? Well, I mean, if you if you begin to look at the the games and if you looked at all the games, um, you know there was really really no one really standing out. Um, I don't know if it, be, it was because of the minutes that were being played or uh, just people not being accustomed to this year's team. Uh, but whatever the case may be, there wasn't many people that were really standing out. I would say personally, I thought Armando Baker was probably the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, not knowing, you know, what could possibly happen to see this um, doesn't really surprise me uh, because like I said before, you know, when you when you're you know, you're five and four now. So I mean it's not like you know, it's not like there's a lot of great things going on to where, you know, I'm I have to be married to, you know, a certain starting lineup or these certain players. Exactly. And uh, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, for a lot of these guys, I mean, when you start talking about Garrison Brooks, uh preseason player of the year, uh and Caleb Love, you know, potential first round pick, you know, these are some things that you know that that you know you may not like personally, but uh, you know Coach Williams is trying to find the right 
players to, to help this team succeed and win. Right, and and it's if you're not performing, um, you know we, we mentioned Garrison Brooks, preseason ACC Player of the Year. He's averaging 11.5 points right now. Caleb Love, for all the hype that he had coming in, entering tonight, he was four for 34 from three on the season. And, and I think, yeah. um, I think what stands out more than anything, Shimon, and I didn't realize this until um, I saw someone tweet about it, is that in six of their first seven games. Or six of the last seven games that they played, North Carolina was down by double digits in the first half, and right. you just you just can't do that. You can't keep falling behind. It's not gonna um, it's not gonna work for you. So um, I, yeah. I, I wonder how much that played a role in it. You know, you, you, your stars yeah. aren't performing, and if they're getting out to slow starts, you know, why why do they deserve to start at that point? Right. Well, you know, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for for the young kids um, yeah. because you know they're, they're kids, and regardless of what people say about them or what they think about their talent, you know, you're still playing a, a game of basketball with guys that are, that are much more seasoned than you. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, you love being a starter as a freshman. I wish I could have started as a freshman, as a sophomore as well, but you're playing against guys that are, that, that understand the game there. And in all actuality, they're probably better basketball players than you. I mean, your talent, you know, people may perceive your talent and your ceiling to be higher than that, but they, they, probably better basketball players than you. And so when you're competing against that and then you have the North Carolina uh, insignia on your, on your chest and, you know, you, you know, you have, you know, you have the hoopla. I mean, you know, kids are trying to perform. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Caleb understands that, you know, you know, he could possibly be a first round pick and, you know, he's a McDonald's All-American, one of the top 15 players in the country. I mean, a lot goes with that. And, and a lot of people aren't aren't ready for that that pressure that's, you know, that's placed upon your shoulders, especially when things aren't going right. You know, when yeah. things are going well, you know, everybody, you know, everyone, they want to be they want to be a part of it. Exactly. <laughs> no question. Yeah. When, when it start going bad in some people's eyes, then they will start pointing the fingers. And so, uh, you know, the one thing that the one thing that that I hope uh, that the young men continue to do is understand that this is not a sprint; this is a marathon. Yeah. And uh, and and um, unfortunately, you know, the society has put a lot of emphasis on talent. You know, oh, he's talented; he's this; he's talented. But you know, for me personally, um, you know, I always say, well, how good is your talent, or how talented are you? if it does not affect winning. And mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing, reevaluating, you know, talent as opposed to, um, you know, what's actually what's actually going on. You know what I mean? Like, you can say, that kid's mm-hmm. talented, man. He's going to be good. Give him time. You know what I mean? Like, give Caleb mm-hmm. Love time. Maybe as a junior, you know, he may be one of the, might be the best guard in America. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, because of society and how the, you know, this game is now, you know, if you aren't good your freshman year, <laughs> you're damaged goods by the time you're a senior. Exactly. In, in some, in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In, in, in some people's thought process. So, you know, I feel for those kids in, in that regard. And then for Garrison, a lot of what he does is dictated on how they play. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. It works like, hand in hand. Yeah. Because, Okay, we know that he's preseason player of the year, so we're going to put a lot of emphasis on him. And so we're going to make these guys prove themselves. And so if they're not playing at the level 
that they need to play at, then it makes it extremely harder for him as well. Because, you know, now, now, you know, the first few games people were able to, you know, Caroline was able to dominate you on the board and get second possessions and those types of things. And, and they were able to pull some games out because they were much more physical than, than others. But now people understand, okay, let's keep them from getting the offensive rebound. Let's keep yeah. them from getting second possessions. Let's make these guards prove to us that, you know, they can win games for them. And so, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's there's a lot that's intertwined in there that this team needs to be successful. And, um, you know, and it's a lot of responsibility for the young guys and for the older guys is finding out how you can help get those guys to play at a certain level where it opens it up for you on the do, interior. Do you feel that they're far off? Like from watching the games, because I got a chance to watch a, like I would say like three or four games. Right. Like they they win like UNC wins on the boards. They don't. Right. They they get they get the ball to each other. Like they spread the ball around. They get a high number of assists. I would say like sometimes around sixteen, sometimes seventeen. I see in certain games. Right. The only thing I kind of see from sometimes I would say sometimes would be the inconsistent the inconsistent shooting from beyond the arc and turnovers. Right. Right. And then they sure. had a lack of pace at, at one point. Like you just said, they had slow starts in the first half, which killed them, obviously, because yeah. they worked their tails off in the second half to make up for that. And, <laughs> no question. You know, they're behind. I don't feel – I feel like they're not too far off from being just fine. I just – I feel like, you know, the the shooting from like from one half to the next, turnovers, and, and dictating the pace of the game, I feel like is – you know, I feel like that's obviously what Roy Williams is always priding himself in is make sure that pace. No is question. It. So no question. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. Like, as far as because I, I really don't feel like that they're far off. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I understand that they they're young. You know, I I knew this even last year, even though we had a great class come in, I knew that in those positions that's needed, Deshaun, that you you know it, it was going to be a growth process because these kids have never played in this environment. A lot's going to be asked of them. And there's a lot of responsibility in that as well. So you're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, like, even in tonight, I mean, offensive rebounded, you know, Carolina had, you know, it was 10 to 2. Um, you know, rebounding, it was 37 to 25. Yeah. And so in those, in, the, in that regard, it was there. I mean, you look at the ace, you look at the assist set, you know, Carolina 17, Georgia Tech 18. Um, and you look at the turnovers, though, like you said, Deshaun, it, Carolina had 18 turnovers to Georgia Tech, 13 turnovers. So when you start looking at those turnovers, like you're saying, that's that's guys with experience. Yeah. Understand, you know, understand, you know, oh, this guy looks like he's open, so I'm going to hit him. And then the guy steals it. It's like, oh, man, you know, you know, like I always say when I was coaching, I never really had to fuss at anybody. Why? Because some of the mistakes they're making, I made those mistakes, so why yell at them? This is yeah. the time for me to teach. You know, exactly. now I can, I can, ex let me explain to you why that, why you turn that ball over. Why? Because I did that. I did the same thing when I was playing. <laughs> and so this is, you know what I'm saying? So this is my teaching moment. This is my opportunity to, 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 to help you grow. Now, this is what you got to look for when you make this, this thing. But also the one thing that we, you know, that, that we, you know, we haven't talked about is having someone like yourself, you know, when you were in college, when it was time to close a game, everybody knew, okay, mm -hmm. let's get the ball to him. He is going to close this game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, it's, you know, no matter who's on the floor, everybody knows, okay, 
this is always good to have when you got young oh, players man. in your team. Oh, man. <laughs> like any when, team, really, but especially there you when go. you have young players in your team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure coaches will take when they got old players, too. But exactly. But <laughs> having that guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like everybody understands, okay, we're going to get the ball to him, and he's going to make the play. He's going to make it easier for everybody else. Uh-huh. I don't think that we've we've established that yet. Um and, um, you know, it, it, it takes time. It takes time, you know, because you look at, you know, some of the guys, you know, everybody's on the team. Everybody on the team is pretty much just really falling into their role. Yeah. You know, Gar- Garrison, he's really just falling into his role. Like, you know, like Garrison wasn't the guy last year. It was it was Cole Anthony. You know what yeah. I mean? So and he has that's another thing too, I like, always think about, too. Like you uh-huh. think uh, last year, like you just brought up Cole Anthony's the guy. And when that guy leaves, when those guys aren't com- like they're not like uh, what's the word I'm looking? They're not comfortable. They haven't been like prepped for that spot <laughs> yet. All right. Like they haven't. Been, they, nope. They're mentally either as mentally or they just never been in a position to just lead and take over like and run things right. from a player standpoint. Nope. So like it no takes question. time for that to go. That's why I'm not really worried about UNC. For the rest of the season, I think they're going to be fine as the season goes along. It's not like a, a panic button, like how I consider like maybe Duke, where it's just like, all right, maybe <laughs> they need to just start playing everybody and get yeah. these guys for next year. Like I look uh-huh. at UNC and I see them getting, except for tonight, I'll say I see them when they lost games, they had more field goals made in the games against the other team, but yeah. they lost, they missed some free throws here and or they didn't make threes there and they turned the ball over. So it's like cleaning up little things and then, you know, and that just, obviously that takes maturity and, and, and time, but I feel like over as the season prolong, like goes ahead, they'll be fine. I, I really do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the more games that they play, I mean, coach William does a good job. I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, Carolina, I mean, Carolina basketball, you know, the, the thing is <laughs> you try not to have a guy, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, from even when I played, you know, we, we try not to have a guy. So, you know, you just didn't know who was going to hurt you. Exactly. Um, but um, so, you know, uh, I mean, you know, Coach William does a great job in 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 making sure that they play Carolina basketball. Um, I, I think, you know, for the kids, they have to learn, you know, uh, what's going on in the game, doing certain things at certain times and, and just and just being a little bit more patient and understanding, understanding where you know where everything comes from you know i i mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't think i think you know the you know they have a tough time because you want to show your ability you know what i mean kids want to show their ability and so a lot of times you get into this thing where you know i'm you know i, I may just take this shot because i hadn't taken a shot in a few possessions and so on and so forth as opposed to saying you know what? Let me swing this ball. Let it get inside. Let them go double team Garrison. Now, when they swing it back, hey, I'm gonna get a clean look. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't have to take is... this tough shot. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to take this shot because I'm a, I'm I'm gonna help Garrison, but it's really helping me. I'm gonna make sure that ball go inside, so they go on double team. And now when they kick it out, me, I'm gonna get a clean look. And you know, and these are the shots that I practice. Because, you know, uh, people used to always ask me, well, Shaman, why you, well, you know, how could you shoot the ball so well or shoot at a, set, a high percentage? I said, I tried to make sure that I took the shots that I practiced. And they said, well, what you mean exactly. by that? So when I practice, when people are passing me the ball, I don't, it's not a hand up. 
<laughs> so <laughs> if it ain't a hand up, those are the shots that I want to take. Exactly. I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the majority of them. And so, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so, um, but but what I do like, what I do like, and I said this a few days. I've said this maybe uh, the game that we won against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at tonight, you know we did have a didn't start lineup. But you look, you say, they run sharp, three for six, 50%. You mm-hmm. look at Baker, five for eight. He had 14 on five for eight. Curran mm-hmm. Walton, first start. He he has nine in 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, R.J. Davis, R.J. Davis didn't shoot the ball well tonight, nor play tech. Uh, yeah. You know, Garrison, four for seven. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Kessler. Then you look at Love and you look at Leaky, Leaky, five for mm-hmm. seven. You know, but you know, probably one of the better nights he's had. So what this really says, you know, Coach Smith used to do this, but he did it in a different way. Coach Smith would just pull us off the floor, boom, and substitute five dudes and say, Yeah, hey, guys, go play. And what he's saying is, all of you can be replaced. <laughs> you know, yeah, when I basically. when I played, everybody stayed on their toes because you knew the next guy that was sitting on that bench, he could get going. And you may never see your position again. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? So <laughs> when I look at this, you know, from my, my, you know, from my perspective, I'm sitting there saying, okay, well, he, he, he's seeing what he can get from everybody and everybody's, everybody can saying, Hey, you know what, coach, if you give me an opportunity, I can, I can produce. And so what that does is that makes that environment more competitive. And that makes that environment makes everybody stay on their toes to yeah. say, Hey, you know what? I got to do my job to the best of my ability so I can have an opportunity to play as opposed to, you know, I'm just this guy that everybody loves and I'm supposed to be this and I'm supposed to be that. And, you know, I get to start off of, uh, you know, uh, just you know, because, uh, yeah, just because a default. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think that we're going to be, you know, I think we're going to be fine um, because, even, you know, sometimes I, I, I just tell kids, sometimes when you lose, you actually win. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, people are like, what do you the situation. <laughs> no yeah. question. Yeah, you, you, you lost the game, but you've learned some things. And now, you know, like we lost tonight. But what all these guys see is, hey, you know what? There's people that, that's not playing. When they get opportunity to play, they they – they can do some things to help this team. And so, like I said before, now, you know, now practice is going to be a little bit different. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And everybody knows the feeling of that practice where there you, you go, go to you're uncertain. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uncertain hey, practice hey, where you're hey, like, wait, hey. I cannot play. Like, that's right. And so people, so people going to stay a little later after practice. Yep. <laughs> people going to show up. People going to be in that gym at nighttime uh, or instead, of, instead of being on that Xbox, that new Xbox. Yeah. 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 That's the, a great point. The, yeah. The environment has changed. Exactly. The environment has changed. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, hey, kudos to Coach Williams, man. Hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going down with it. You know what I mean? That's exactly. And that's, a, and that's a great way to motivate your players, too, as a coach. So. Oh, man. What? Hey, who? I want to see who's going to be on the Xbox tonight when they get back to I See me? See me? Whether it was a win or not, see, I'm going to be back in that gym tonight anyway. That's just who exactly. I was. So I'm going to see when they fly back from 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 uh, Atlanta and get to Chapel Hill. We'll see. We'll see. I love this. I, will, I wish I was in Chapel Hill. I would love to go to the gym. 
probably about two o'clock in the morning. I want to see who in there. I want, I want to see. Because these are the type, this is who you find out who you have. Because the one thing that they don't understand, every night that you play as a University of North Carolina Tar Heel student athlete, you're going to get everybody's best. Period. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> this is a championship. This is Georgia Tech championship. This this championship night. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. It's too much, it's too much history there. It's no just, question. That's just going to be the way it is. No question. Or if you like, like you guys, I remember when you were playing, uh, you know, you know, I'm connoisseur. And so even though I was in the league, I was watching you play. When y'all, y'all was so good that when y'all hit everybody's town, you knew. Yeah. Hey, man. hey, Tar- hey, target. hey. Yeah, they they want a piece of you. If we can just beat Deshaun in the night, we hey man, we don't want a championship. Okay, what happened? We can be all fifteen. As long as we can get them tonight, yep. we're champions. And so, you know, a lot of these kids don't understand that and they have to learn it. The difference in there's a difference in performing and competing. They look the same, but they're not the same. And people get a lot of people get it misconstrued. They look at people performing, thinking that they're competing. No, no, you got to get the guys that compete because those are the guys that are gonna, you know, they're gonna help you win day in and day out. All right, let me let me ask you guys uh, this real quick, and then we can move on to Tennessee and Missouri. So I've always okay. been of the opinion that uh, that the best North Carolina teams have really, really good point guards. Like, if you just kind of look over the years, whether it's, you know, Joel Berry or Ray Felton, um, it feels like every single one of uh, uh, Roy's best teams in North Carolina have a really good high score and talented point guard. And I thought Caleb Love was going to be that guy coming into the season, kind of do what Kobe did and do what Cole did. Um, and he's gotten off to a slow start to the year. You know, both of you guys played at a really high level. Right. If you were in his shoes or if you were coaching him, like, what would you be doing – to try to get him right, because because I don't know if it's I don't think it's a talent thing. I think it's a it's a comfort thing, and it's probably at this point a little bit of a confidence thing too. Right. Honestly, in my opinion, and this is difficult for me because I'm not a point guard, but as a player, <laughs> I would say, like I tell most guards and most players in general when they talk to me, go and watch film. Mm-hmm. Like if you go and watch film and watch the people that were. The, the the people that you're that you're in these spots like when I when I played I watched a ton of the guys that were ahead of me, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what they did, what made them successful, especially if I'm in the same exact system they are. Right. So when I was with Beeline, I watched a ton of I watched a ton of Joe Airbear, Mike Ganzi, and all these guys just so I could know exactly what I needed needed to do. I was right. with the assistant coaches. I was at, before practice and after practice shooting shots that I would shoot in the game, practicing mm-hmm. those shots so I could prepare for when the game came. But film. And asking questions and humbling yourself can go a long way. Like, I don't know what the, his mentality is. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to make him seem like he's not humble. It's just more or less like when you're a young freshman and you come in, you don't know what's what. And if you're starting, you're already – you are you got that confidence. Then you're like, all right, cool, I'm starting because I'm this. Right. As a freshman, <laughs> you have no choice but to think that. Right. Like, that's just how it's going to come off. And right. you – I would say I, I would it would be smart for individuals to go and, and sit down and learn from what people did before they got there, so that they can not do the exact same thing, but see how it works, and then implement themselves in that. 
Like, I, it's no, I can't see why Caleb can't watch. I mean, he's never going to be, uh, what's my guy's name, uh, that played there, the, uh, light skin, uh, he's not going to be Kendall Marshall. Kendall like, Marshall. He's, like, he's different. Right. That's different. Right. And he's not going to be Ty Lawson because that's a different speed as well. But right. he can push the ball in transition. He can do things within the half court and fi- find little tricks and knacks in which these guys use in within, within that offense, within that system that Roy had. So, like, yeah. just trying to, like, build up your knowledge of the game within the system you're in will help you go a long way, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Those are some good points. Those are some good points, Deshaun. Um me, um, you know, being a point guard, but also being able to score um, in that system, it's it's difficult um, until you get an understanding. And I think um, the best thing that ever happened to me, two things, the best thing that ever happened to me at North Carolina, um, Coach Smith, uh, he asked me to play off the ball some. Um, but then he also made it easy for me as a point guard because, you know, uh, in the Carolina system, you have everybody running and the ball has to go here and go there. And when you can score the ball, you know, it's like, well, why am I going to throw it to him when I can score from right here? It, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense, you know. And so the one thing that Coach Smith told me, he said, well, Shimon, look at it like this. He said, if the other team scores, you get the basketball, you push the basketball down the floor and you get us in our secondary. So that means the ball touches other people's hands. If there's a missed shot and you get the basketball, then you push the basketball and you try to score. If you if there's an opportunity for you to score, then you look to score. And then if there's not anything to score, then you you know get the ball moving into our secondary and so on and so forth. And so what happens a lot of times, especially in the North Carolina off in the, um, North Carolina system, is the ball you know the ball moves. You know there's no isolation. There's no plays. Well, especially for guards, there's there's no isolations and and things like that. Uh, you know, with well, you know the ball needs to go into the interior, and so as a guard, you're trying to think, well, where am I going to find my opportunities to score? And so here it is, a young man that has these accolades, and and you know he has you know the name and supposed to be this, supposed to be that. In his head, he's probably sitting there thinking, well, where am I supposed to score this basketball? You know what I mean? And what you'll see him sometimes just take off. You'll be like, Lord, I mess what's going on. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, I would tell him the same thing that Coach Smith told me. Listen, when they score the basketball, push the basketball down, see what we have, get us in secondary. If not, if they don't score, push it, look to score, look for your opportunity to get to the basket. If you, you know, if you got a mid range, you can get to the free throw mm-hmm. line. You know, so that's a layup as well. You know, take those shots. When the ball gets to moving and when it comes back to you, see, that's the one thing that that was really beneficial to me. Coach said, if that ball moves around and it comes back to you, you no you don't have to be the point guard anymore. Yeah, you can score it. You know what I mean? That the exactly. ball has touched everybody's hands. There wasn't anything better, so it comes back to you. Okay, Shimon, you got a chance to look to score. And so for me, that, that, that allowed the game to be so much easier. You know what I mean? Cause I wasn't guessing. Is this the right time to take this shot? This wasn't the right time. And then I learned as well. You know what? I get my wings to run. So I get it. <clears throat> I get, I push it. I outlet it to the wing. I got vents on one side. You know what I mean? I mean, exactly. uh, you know, I have, um, <laughs> uh, Adamola on one side. You know what I mean? And so 
what the guys don't understand, like, you know, they won't dribble the ball. I get the ball out of the hand because guess what? Vince is going to attack. And what's going to happen, the defense is going to collapse. So once Vince gets stopped by two people, here it is. I'm coming back at the 45. It was swinging right back to me. Oh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I get an uncontested three. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, you know, Deshaun, you, and you know, once you, you know, play a lot of basketball and you get to see, you begin to understand, okay, this is where I'm going to get this shot. Exactly. This is where I'm going to get this shot. And that's you know a great feeling. I mean? Yeah. It, oh, man. What? Oh, just clean. No, no hands, nothing. You get yeah. take a deep breath. Is it, you know what I mean? And so I think right now he doesn't, he wants to score and I think he wants to run the team, but I think he just hadn't found the right, you know, he hadn't, he hadn't, he, you know, he hasn't been able to embrace it yet. He hadn't played enough basketball in a Carolina uniform to embrace it because you know, like like he said before, everybody that's played that position hadn't been scores. And when I say scores, mm-hmm. I mean the ability to shoot the ball. You know, you know, you know, most guards we can tack tack the basket, but being able to shoot it and and create, you know, you know, Carolina, you know, having a point guard like that, you know, it's you know, it's a little different. And so, you know, what Coach Smith told me was different than what he would, you know, what he told Ed Coda was different than what he told, you know, Jeff McInnes. Because we have different, you know, we have different, different skill games. sets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, different type of game. So, um, you know, the young man to be fine. I mean, like I told him, you know, I know what they're saying about you. You know, you're supposed to be this and supposed to be that. I mean, hey, you you can still be that as a sophomore. You can still be that as hey, as long as you're getting better each and every day, and you and you and your skill and your talent is affecting winning. That's what's important. Because yeah. God permitting, you get the opportunity to play. You know, you get to play at the next level, then we want your talent and your ability to affect winning. Exactly. Right. right. I agree with all that. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Shaman, appreciate the time, man. And let's okay. Definitely. Uh, oh, no, thank, thank talk you. Talk a little bit about Tennessee and Missouri. Uh, oh, okay. I, you, uh, I thought y'all needed me for that, too. I saw that. That's hey, hey if you want to God. talk, we can talk. Yeah, that's what I said, please. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Hey, hey, Deshaun, I need you. I need Ooh. you to do me a favor. I need you to let uh, let Shaman know who's been who's been hyping up Tennessee since uh, since back in November. Who's been doing it? Well, my, my man, my man. Uh, I don't want to put my guy's business out there, but he already he already put down the thirty five to one that Tennessee will probably win the national champ. So he's waiting. He's waiting in the wings right now for his payday. Really? <laughs> okay. My guy, Rob. Okay. Is okay. waiting in the wings for his payday. He's, he, uh, he, he definitely thinks Gonzaga has a chance to win a national championship, but oh, he's sure. waiting on his payday with Tennessee, though. Okay. Well, congratulations, Rob. I, I think, you know, I think Tennessee is <laughs> a good basketball go. team. Go. Yeah, I think they're a good basketball team for sure. They're well coached nah. for sure. Yes. Um, um, you know, uh, Rick Barnes has gone back to his, his, his ways of when he coached, uh, against us when I was in college. He was at Clemson. And mm-hmm. uh, what he what he always did was, I mean, you see some of the guys around there, you know, he, he you know, he put he lit, they lifted weights and, you know, they they were kind of, quote unquote, say, brolic and, and they try to be real physical with you. And they try to, sh- you know, they try to show you how tough they are and those types of things. And and and, and I mean, he did an outstanding job at Clemson uh, with that, you know, with that formula. And when I watch Tennessee now. I see the same formula, you know, that we're going to be tough, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to grind on you, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to make it extremely 
uncomfortable for you and yeah. and and we're going to execute we're, we're going to execute to the you know to the best of our ability and uh and um you know he's he's i mean look i mean look at what he's done i mean it works yeah Rob, what do you think about jim did you, you watch the game you watch the game tonight <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i did oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, they're just they're so good defensively like you can't do anything that you want to do against them and, and it's not just you know, Deshaun, we were texting about it. Like, Eve Pons, uh, like the, the, the amount of, of fear <laughs> he puts in people around the rim. That's I a mean, grown it's man. It's so funny watching guys, like, go in to try to take a layup because you see him. How many like, travel calls? Rings. Yeah, there was, like, three. There was, like, like three people travel calls. People were in there, like, scared. They're looking in the air, like, yeah. <laughs> like pump faking. Three, yeah. four, four pump fakes. Traveling. I mean, it's not just him, man. Like, they have athletes everywhere. I feel like yeah. everybody on that roster is, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". You can have them guard up and down the lineups. You can have them guard big. You can have them guard small. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to play small, you could put Eve at the five, and um, you know Josiah Jordan James is like six six. Six, he yeah. Like he's built like a wrestler, and like he's got. <laughs> like, they're, just, they're just so good defensively, and you know, you guys, you mentioned it offensively. They don't even really have to do all that much, but they execute. They got guys that can make some shots. They have guys that can make some plays and transitions. They can get to the glass. Um, they can score in the post with Fulkerson. Like everything about this team is just balanced, and they got yeah. talent. They got guys that are going to be NBA players. They're well coached. Like I, it, it, they have everything you want. Plus, it's the culture of the program, right? The, the entire team, the entire program is built on this idea of player development. Like, look at the guys that they've had in the past. Whether it was uh, Grant Williams going from a guy that no one really knew who he was to you know he's an NBA player now, and that happened when he was at Tennessee. Admiral Schofield, same thing happened with him. Um, I think we're seeing it now with uh, with with Eve Pons. Like, I, I would be shocked if if he didn't end up playing in the NBA at some point. I mean, he's got a little bit of a shooting touch, and he he's probably for my money, he's the best single best defender in all of college basketball. So mm-hmm. that's that's my rant about Tennessee, man. They just to I think Gonzaga is the best team in the country. I think that mm-hmm. Baylor's probably the second best team in the country, and I think that Tennessee is right there with Baylor um, as like the one A to. Uh, to Gonzaga, they just, I just, I just think they're so good. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. Tennessee a lot. Um, watching them tonight, everything you just said, like physical team, really good defensive team. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna sit there and like let them catch the ball and shoot it without getting out there, they're gonna knock down shots. The only thing I was kind of like iffy about was when people ran them off the three point line. Like people ran them off the three point line and they were uh, and, and actually guarded them within like one or two dribbles. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of settling for like fadeaway mid ranges and like trying to do step through mid range jump shots, and <laughs> they really didn't get to the basket as well, which is crazy because they have great athletes. So, I mean, offensively, I was worried more like about them getting rushed off the three point line, but just watching the game, they were just so dominant. <laughs> it was yeah. like you sent me Rob sent me a message like, so who do you think is the second best team in the SEC? And I was like, bro, you already know who the first one is. Like it's. Like watching this game, like it's seeing how dominant this team is. Yes. So like, I, yeah. I, this is probably yeah. the best Rick Barnes team I've seen in a long time. I mean, since he's been in Tennessee, especially, but like he looks like this team's like in his element. Like before, yeah. when he was at the end of his, uh, at the end of his Texas days, it kind of seemed like it was getting to like more pretty boy ball yeah. as opposed to like what I see now with Tennessee here. So, yeah. I, I second that. I, I think, you know, like I said before, he, he, you know, Coach Barnes has always done a great job 
in coaching, but I think this fits who he is. Um, you know, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to chase, you know, the certain type of players to make people happy. Uh, he yeah. can find the guys that, that, you know, that fit him. Now, the one thing that I would say that would, you know, for most people, you know, wouldn't know or, or think, you know, in the past two years, he's, he's gotten, you know, two McDonald's All Americans and, and has another one coming, you know, and, and, and so when you begin to look at the way that they play, and you begin to say, well, you know, they always say, you know, the prima donnas, you know, the prima donnas, the, the prima donnas don't want to be in this type of environment. I think he's showing you something different. Um, and, um, you know, uh, but like Deshaun, like you said earlier, I, I do as good as a basketball team that they are. Um, I think that there is a lack of, you know, uh, of creativity. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. You like- know, there, there, there is a lack of creativity there. And so, like you said before, when you end up with some guys that may be just as physical as you are or well coached just like you, then what's going to separate you? What separates you at that point in time is the ability to play the game. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I, you know, people say, you know, you can run all the plays in the world you want to run, but it's one play that's undefeated. And people are like, well, what's that? Beat him. <laughs> beat, yeah, beat, beat him off the dribble. <laughs> yeah, Facts, beat, beat him off the dribble. Once right. you beat him off the dribble, you don't know. One person may help, two people may help, nobody may help. You know what I mean? That that's not a play. That's not a play that you can you can run in practice. You know, I can you know I, I can simulate your your plays in practice. I can't simulate somebody getting beat <laughs> at a certain you know, time. Straight you know line I mean? straight, like yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. You know, um, I like you said, I, I didn't see, you know, if, you know, we were talking about the the cons. I didn't see the ability, you know, the creativity to, okay, this ain't, now I'm just going to break it down and get in here. Now we're just going, you know, and that, you know, it's more, like you said, physical drive, uh, you know, you know, ponds, uh, catching it in the, in the one, one or two dribbles away and, and being able to finish. But, you know, hey. Why do you need creativity when you can beat the number twelve team in the team, uh, country like, like it was nothing. on the road? Yeah. Oh, beat them, yeah. beat them like they stole something. Yeah. Rob, <laughs> Rob kind of ruined me. Like Rob is like, we we'll sit here and we'll watch. Like I'll watch basketball. Rob be like, yeah, this game's going on, and I'll go check out Gonzaga, and I'm sitting there. And now every time I see a team, I'm like, well, how are they match up against Gonzaga? Like I'm just off rip. I can't even watch the game. Like they'll, the team will be doing well, and I'm watching them and like thinking, all right, cool. Well, they could do well defensively, but like, how would they be able to score on Gonzaga, who averages like 14 more points than their 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 opponent? Like, how would they be right. able to be a team if they can't score as easily? So like, I always end up judging on a scale almost watching these games. Yeah, yeah. I would say this about Tennessee: once Tennessee finds out they're tougher than you. Then their yeah. their 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 mentality, you know, goes to a whole different level. Once they figure out, you know, oh, well, he he's soft. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he gets talk about the game yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, he don't want to be touched. Oh, you know, he's complaining to the reps because I'm 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 you know I'm fighting through the screen and you know I might catch you with an elbow here and there. Once they figure once they figure that out about their opponents. If they if they if they sense any of that, then their aggressiveness and and and, and everything just goes to a whole another level, and and now it's just a matter of time. It, it is. They, they definitely have that time. kind of like alpha mentality where 
yeah. as soon as they sense weakness, like it's over. You're done. Oh, yeah. You have to be They're wearing you down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And um, what you said uh, about the lack of like creativity is 100% the concern with them and why I don't think that. That, that they can uh, that they're better than Gonzaga necessarily. Like if you if, if Gonzaga is, is struggling and they need a bucket, like they could go to Jalen Suggs, they could go okay. to Andrew Timmons, <laughs> they could go yeah. to Joel Ayayi, they could go yeah. to Andrew Nemhard, like Corey Kispert's the best shooter in college basketball. When Tennessee's kind of struggling and they need a bucket, like who who are they going to? What what's yeah. what's the answer there? And I, I, I don't I don't necessarily know. I'm not saying that there isn't somebody there. I'm not saying that it won't be uh, like one of these freshmen that develops, maybe you just haven't seen it yet. John, yeah, maybe like maybe it's John Fulkerson. Maybe someone kind of uh, develops as the year goes on, and maybe yeah. they're just good enough defensively that it won't matter. They'll be able matter, to control right. everybody that they play. But I mean, yeah. that's one hundred percent the uh, the question that I have with them. I wanted to bring on. Uh, we we had someone that wanted to ask a question. Dustin McLaughlin. Um, I hope I got your last name right, Dustin. What's going on, man? You're on with uh, Deshaun and Shaman. Yeah, don't even try to pronounce my last name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, um, so, I, you know, um, each year, you know, I decide, you know, I, I go, you know, and scout all these prospects from different schools and stuff. And I see that you guys are talking about, you know, the, the volunteers. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, who you think the best NBA prospect is right now, given everything that you've seen. Um, from the Tennessee Volunteers, and then I'll also ask that question about the the, the Tar Heels because I know you're asking if uh, there was any questions about the Tar Heels. Shimano, let you go mm-hmm. first on that one, man. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, prospect for the for the Tennessee Volunteers. Well, I, I would say this: I, I, it's two guys that kind of stand out to me uh, right now, um, but they have you know probably about three guys that could. Um, well, four actually. Um, Jaden Springer, um, I think because of his athleticism, um, his efficiency, uh, his ability to guard the position, I think that he uh, he's a he's a really good prospect. Uh, I think the Ponds kid is a great prospect because of his high motor and his his impact on the game in in in, in so many capacities. When you look at the NBA game today, you know, it's dominated by the wing. And so when you look at an individual like he, you know, you could say, okay, Ponds, here you go. You, you go out and Jason Tatum tonight or when you come off the bench or, you know, I, I need you to, you know, I need you to, to impact rebounding and, and those types of things. I think he, I think he's like, a, you know, he's a throwback player, but he has such an impact on winning, you know what I mean? Like, it's just there, you know what I mean? It's just there. It may not be one thing that he just does that's great, but his activity, you know, his passion, his 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 his, his, his all, you know, those are things that you can't you can't write on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? That just that just shows up in wins and losses. Um, I mean, uh, and then you look at Josiah James. He's a six six point guard. I mean, he can see over the. You know, he can see over most offenses, uh, I mean, defenders. Uh, he can guard the wing position. I mean, he's shooting, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 53% from the three. You know, those, you know, he's he's a guy, too, that that, that would be a prospect. Um, and I think the young kid, Johnson, I think he's a freshman. Um, that, that's my favorite prospect. Yeah. yeah, Johnson, 
you know, Comfort he's, yeah, he's, he's, he, he has like, you know, you start talking about the ceiling, the talent, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the ceiling, you know, you look at him and you say, okay, you know, I, I, I can see where his growth can come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and so, um, you know, that, you know, those, you know, you talk about four potential <laughs> NBA guys and it should make your team good. Um, when it comes to well, the real, car real heels, quick on real quick on, uh, on Keon Johnson, like the thing that's incredible, there's two things that really stand out to me about him. Um, uh-huh. one of them is defensively, like one, he never gets tired. He's always going full speed, no matter how long yeah. he's going for. And he never gets screened. It's incredible. Like watching <laughs> chasing people around him down, or going over ball screens. Like you, you just can't screen him. He gets over everything. Um, and the other part of it is he has. I, I, I swear he has the same vert, no matter how he jumps. If it's off of two feet going right, two feet going left, off of his left foot, off of his right foot. There's a clip. I was watching some tape of him from um, the Adidas circuit, and there's a clip of him driving baseline. Jumping off his right foot and dunking on two people with his right hand off of his right foot, and it's just that's not normal to be able to have that kind of athleticism. So, um, I, I do think that you know the the, the jumper has got to come along a little bit, and 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 the skill set's got to come along. And and you know he has shown some flashes of being a passer, and, and he can see the floor, yeah. but really uh, seen him in that role. But if you're going to give me a guy that can defend the way he can defend, is that as athletic as he is? And is willing to accept a, a role on a team um, as as a five star coming in. Like I, I'm going to bet on that guy every time. Man. Can I ask yeah, a I'm question? I want both of you guys. Or Jonathan. Can, Go ahead, can I ask a question about like like it seemed like um if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I, I thought I looked at his like basketball or his college reference page and. His percentages weren't that great. How how do you explain that? Um, you know, I was pretty concerned about that. I think he shot like twenty seven percent from three or something, and his field goal percentage wasn't great either. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the, the, the jumper's not great for him. Like that's that's yeah. the thing that's got to come around. It's a little bit. Uh, I, I compare him a little bit to like Isaac Okoro from last year, where it's like he's mm-hmm. got everything else that you want. It's just. You know, we're, we're waiting to see if the jumper if the jumper can get to the point that it needs to get to. Then we're talking about a guy that's got a chance to be special. But um, and that and again, I mean, Shaman, Deshaun, you guys know this. Like the jumper is the one thing that you can kind of fix. Yeah, over time, bro. If that's yeah, one thing NBA is not worried about is your jump shot getting fixed over time. Like if that's is, the last thing you, you need to worry about with the NBA, because they'll they'll take an, they'll take a chance on you. Sure. Like, it's just my thing is, like, you know, with Okoro, I felt like even though his shots weren't going in, I felt like his form overall, like, looked, you know, pretty solid. Like, it didn't look broke at all. And, uh, you know, how how would you compare Keon's, like, form to Okoro's? Well, it's not even a comparing his form to Okoro's. And maybe his mechanics may be off. But like I said before, when you get to if they were to give him an opportunity – based on what we say potential and what he can do with his, as far as athleticism and his skill to be able to pass the ball and rebounding and how active he is on defense. Like these are very, very important qualities to have on a basketball court in general on any team. Not everybody sure. can do all of these things. So when you say, oh, I need to work on his, we need to work on his jump shot. And these guys have tons and tons of shooting coaches. If you can get people that can change Kawhi's jump shot and people that can change all these other people's jump shots prior to uh, Keon getting to the NBA, then, I mean, the sky's the limit in a sense of if he's willing to put the work in, you know? 
that's basically what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and also I'm I'm also kind of a believer that form is not necessarily that important. Lonzo Ball shot 37% from three last year, taking more than six attempts per game. So there are guys if you if you do if you practice it or not, you can have a yes. knock them down. It's a Reggie yeah. Miller effect, man. It wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, like Gabe, I like Gabe's ponds though. Like you, you know, you brought him up. I watched him a, a fair amount uh, last year. I, I feel like you know he's a guy who's kind of like a shorter, like almost like a shorter Serge Ibaka. Like you know, when Serge came in the league, he didn't have like a like a great shot or anything, but they slowly worked on it, and he was Another able person. to hit from mid range, and yeah, and then he slowly expanded it out to three, and and became like a you know pretty efficient uh, shooter. So to me, he's like somewhere in between like Lou Dort and Serge Ibaka. I mean, I kind of see him more of as a Quincy AC type at this moment. Like he's a very uh, active defender. Um, he's only he's only what six six I think maybe six right. seven. Like and still, people are afraid to go into the paint. Bigger people, smaller people. Like he's only six 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 seven. So he gives me those kind of those kind of uh, vibes. Do I? I kind of I, I look at him as get, having a good opportunity to be, become a become an NBA pro. I mean, I, all that, all it is with him is just like the right team, and then obviously if his shooting comes around as well. Okay, so what yeah. about the UNC prospects, Shimon? <laughs> um. I think that that, that was a diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear "oh" in the last prior, no, I, I just um, I think I think that our guys are going to need a little time. Um, our young guys. Um, I'll start with Garrison. Garrison Brooks. I think knowing him and 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 playing with him, there's a lot more to him that he's he you know than he shows uh, because it's North Carolina. And it's a system. Mm-hmm. It's a system. So, I mean, you watch tonight, you know, he shot, you know, Tom was running out, he shot the 15 footer, you know, from the baseline, boom. And, and I think that's where, um, he, he can, you know, he would really excel in the NBA, a uh, ball screen, get the, let the guard get downhill. And if the, the, they both go, you kick it back to him. He, he can, he will be a knockdown shooter at his size. Um, and he's able to, you know, to rebound, um, you know, you never know with the NBA, you know, sometimes, you know, they go into the small ball and things like that. But um, I think there's a lot more to him than than what's, you know, than what people have seen. Uh, Caleb Love. Uh, I think Caleb Love is a is a is a top notch athlete. Um, I think that he's more score than point guard right now. Um, I think he he's probably more suited uh, for scoring the ball, uh, than he is for running the team. Um, kind of, kind of what I, what I know that to be true of, of Kobe White. Um, a lot of people, you know, because mm-hmm. Kobe White played point guard at North Carolina and, you know, he did a, he did an awesome job. He had a good team around him, but he did an awesome job. A lot of people were like, Oh, Kobe White's a great point guard, point guard. And I used to say, well, if you think he's a great point guard, you should see him do what he really does. And that's put that ball in the hole. And so I think a lot of people began to see that when he went to the NBA. And I, I see that with Caleb Love. I mean, he has he has great agility, um, really has a great body. He really gets his shoulders down on people's hips uh, when it's time to, you know, try to drive the basketball. Um, you know, he needs to work on his consistency sh- uh, shooting the basketball. 
and uh, and understanding when to score and and how to score that's best for him. Um, but I I think that he's a he's a great prospect. Uh, Dayron Sharp is a is a monster. Yeah, that's he, mine. He's, he's, <laughs> that's he, mine I mean he he is a he is a bona fide monster. He is relentless on the boards. I mean, really, he has some great agility for his size. I mean, in the interior, man, I mean, he can just wear he can just wear you down. Yeah, uh, and so. You know, when you watch him, you know, when you watch him, like you don't have to call plays for him. He's, he's, he's you don't call a play for him. He's, he can be 12 and 12 for you each and every night, even, you know, in Chapel Hill. He can be 12 and 12 easy. You don't have to call anything for him. You mean he just, he's, I mean, he, he is, I mean, he, he's going to make some NBA team extremely happy because, you know, a lot of times you look at his side and say, oh man, he's out of shape. Nah, he ain't out of shape. That's, <laughs> that's how the Lord made him. I'm trying to remember what game I watched. I, I might have watched the, uh, the the Iowa game. And just like seeing how active he was and just yeah. his motor and seeing how big yeah. I had to double check. I was like, oh, how big is this dude? He's like, he's like almost 270. I was like, geez, bro. Like he, he stood next to Luca Garza and made Luca Garza look small. Luca Garza, I was like, he's 11, 260 in a senior. And this kid's a freshman coming in. Freshman. And I yeah. was sitting there just like, a jaw dropped to the ground, like, yo, this is a big dude. Yes, and, sir. And he's moving. Like he's yes. not like some like <laughs> slow footed dude. Like he's moving. So yeah, that's yeah. my pick. It, it's, it's crazy, man. He's he's averaging 18 minutes a game. He averages two assists, a block and a half, and a steal. Like he just goes out there and makes stuff happen. Oh man, well, he's a he's he, a he player. Like that. All right, yeah. we're gonna bring on um, one more person to ask a question. We got Sean Coleman coming in. Uh, Sean, you're on with Deshaun and Shaman. What you got, man? How you doing? Hey guys, I'm a big, big time diehard Tennessee fan. So very excited to see um, y'all's response to uh, Tennessee. I, I just stepped in uh, when y'all were talking with Dustin. Um, but with uh, with Jaden Springer and, and Keon um, and Yves, you know they're they're definitely our top three prospects. Um, Springer is stepping into his his ability as an individual scorer. Really excited about some of the you know for lack of a better term, Spring in his step. Keon's <laughs> defense is certainly there. Um, you know the the, the I know that I, I Rob I, I don't know I may have seen you reference this before or others, but. I think when you look at statistics, the steal percentage, when you get above around that two and a half percent, you know, steal percentage in a season, and he's over here flirting with five steal percentages and and five block percentages, it's a lot to build on. The thing that worries me with Keon, though, is the offense there. And even creating his home shot, there's a lot of loose ball handling. And that is just a concern with me, though, in time, it should definitely develop. And and I agree with you. I think if you ponds, I think you ponds is a perfect Toronto Raptor. Uh, Denver Nugget, um, you know, these really good NBA-type teams that will develop talent and can develop that offensive game. He already gives you a, a good base to work with with his defense. I think that he is an excellent second-unit defender. And so um, I, I think that Tennessee is a legit Final Four team because they also have a lot of other effective, you know, college-type basketball players, not really NBA prospects. But their depth in defense this year just really stands out. as giving them a really high floor that – Offers a consistency a lot of other potential contenders don't. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Exactly. I agree with a lot of that, especially about <laughs> yeah. Eve. Um, I know, I know Kim English fairly well, who's an assistant coach on the, the Tennessee staff, and one of the things he always says to me is like, "I want to be like Eve when I grow up," uh, because the kid is just so mature and, and 
and so smart and so calm um, when it comes to uh, just kind of like functioning as a as as a pro and, and and the way that he carries himself. So that always stood out. He, to me. He's married, right? He is. Yeah, I believe he met so, yeah. his. They just said on ESPN he met his wife. He's good friends with Frank uh, Nicolatina. I can't ever say his last name. Nicolatina. Yes. They, he actually went to visit him in New York. They, uh, uh, Frank introduced him to a mutual friend, and that's where he met. Uh, yeah. Sean, I like how you said that, that last name, and we all just accepted like you pronounced it right <laughs> when none of us actually know. <laughs> it's No, I'm a Knicks fan, so I got to sit yeah, there and hold that L. That I he said it right. Yeah, he said it right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Knicks fan, so I got to hold that yeah, L. He said, so he said it right. <laughs> the he other thing did. I wanted to ask this one other thing. You know, obviously, um, it looks like that, you know, the, the Big 12 certainly has um, some interesting teams as far as, you know, rounding out that top 10. But, you know, Kentucky was there to start out with. Missouri certainly seemed to be kind of overhyped a bit because of the good wins that they had had so far. I mean, you know, in the NBA, or excuse me, for, for a Grizzlies fan as well who's looking at these players in the SEC, you know, do you see any SEC team really stepping up to challenge Tennessee? I know Clark and Boston can turn it on really at any point, but it seems even then Kentucky's, you know, not on the level. I mean, it, it seems like Tennessee – this is going to be their best chance at being in the lead eight final four team, you know, that they've. Um, if I had to pick a team that would be able to challenge Tennessee, it's, it's tough. I, it's hard to, to pick between LSU and Florida. I'd probably pick Florida. Um, I, I, and I know they're missing uh, Keontae, uh, they're missing Keontae Johnson, but I feel like Florida has done a good, I mean, what they haven't played since the second, they played their first game tonight against Vanderbilt and I mean, it is Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt's doing a little, I guess, rebuilding in a sense. But they looked pretty good. It didn't look like they missed the step. I mean, Vanderbilt uh, is always rebuilding, man. Exactly. So that's why I said I, I could. I had to take it for what it was. They were playing against Vanderbilt, but you once again, like they came out and they didn't look like they missed too much of a step. I mean, you you're always going to miss sixteen and and six boards from your like, your best player. No but question. Yep. Well, Castleton came out there, played a pretty damn good game tonight and then i mean they're getting good games from uh from uh trey man they're getting they're, they're doing well with uh was it scotty lewis like they they seem to be doing just fine i think coach uh mike white is doing a really really good job with the florida gators and i think if they they couldn't be the best team in the sec they can definitely be the second best yeah i agree with you deshaun i i i, I think that florida is the team that, you know, you would say, hey, you know what, they're going to contend uh, with um, Tennessee. Uh, because when you begin to look as as well, uh, the guys may not be as physical, but there's a lot of talent there at, uh, at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, even not having Keontae, um, they still have a lot of guys that play, in a, that play at a high level that, that, that are mature as well. And, have been through, you know, some, 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 you know, some battles. They're battle tested and, and they understand, hey, you know what? You know, Tennessee is going to try to, you know, you know, they're going to try to incite a riot with you. Um, you know, but we're going to, we're going to allow our talent and our ability, you know, to help us. So, um, you know, with, like you said, with Castleton stepping up and, and, uh, you know, and Trey Mann and Scotty Lewis and Locke, I mean, sure. I mean that's that's you know Appleby you know you you got some players over there and and then God permitting uh you know Keontae comes back you know they 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 you know they're a team that could 
you know, can make it extremely difficult uh, for a lot of other teams in the SEC. And and then they could be right there, Sweet 16, Elite 8. They, they could be there. Yeah, they got opportunity. The only thing that worries me is that they've everybody in this conference almost, except for like Kentucky and a couple other teams, have only played like four or five games. So, like, <laughs> All right. like I'm sitting here, like looking at. I was looking at them earlier, like before I was watching their game, and I'm like, who else have these guys played? And I looked at their schedule, and I was like, geez, they have nobody that they play. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can't even get a good Which, like a grasp. No question, no question. We have, you know, we have a small, you say, small sample, small sample, small sample yeah. size. Exactly what we're looking at. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, guys, um, we've kept you an hour. I do appreciate the time. Um, Shimon, it was awesome catching up. Man, I, I thank you, man. I enjoyed it. I appreciate you and Deshaun having me, man. I really enjoyed it. And whenever you need me, please let me well, know. We, we're definitely going to do this again at some point. Deshaun and I definitely, at least once a week. Um, okay. Maybe next time we'll do it. Hopefully, we'll get the good game. That'll be uh, early game. So we <laughs> yeah, can that'd be better. <laughs> exactly. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure, guys. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. If you are listening to this on the podcast feeds, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it is Carolina Conversation that's hosted by Shamal Williams, and he joined us today on Doster and Deshaun. Fellas, always a pleasure. Always. Always. Thank you. Y'all have a great evening. You too, bro.